Hello and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. On this episode of Good Show, we are talking about the rehearsal. I believe at this point, you all know my silly history with this show. It came highly recommended and I shrugged it off as something I had already seen, Nathan for you. It's the same guy, Nathan Fielder, but I just totally had the wrong show. The Rehearsal is a much newer show. It came out this year, 2022, on HBO. In my opinion, this show was a lot more fun to watch, knowing nothing about it ahead of time. So I am simply going to pass on the synopsis to you all that is readily available on the internet. Nathan Fielder gives people the opportunity to rehearse their own lives. I will also add, though, I heard a lot of hype about this show before I saw it. None of the hype ruined the experience, though. It actually just made it all the more intriguing. So maybe this is the perfect show for us. All hype while we try and avoid spoilers. Making for an even better episode, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. Brandon, let me give you an opportunity to practice recording an episode about the rehearsal. Ooh, that's clever. Did you get my pun there? I did. I also, I'm not sure you've ever had that much trouble with one of your intros before. I know. I don't, well. It does seem like you're a little more like fixated, like you're letting yourself get really too focused, almost overly focused. I look like, well, so my contacts are a little um, blurry right now. I think I took a shower just like 20 minutes ago and I think they got a little foggy. So I was having a hard time focusing in on the words I was trying to read. Plus I'm sitting back further than I probably don't need all this information, but you might as well have it. Uh, And so, yeah, I was really, really struggling through that thing there also. But I, I, if I'm honest with you, I'm a little insecure about this episode. And I also, you can't tell. Let me first say. It's okay if we have a short one, a short episode. Sure, of course. This might yeah, be a short yeah. one, guys. Might be a short one. Probably be longer than normal. People will ramble on forever. Yeah, here we go. Saying the same thing over and over again. But I also, daylight savings time hit me hard this year for some reason. It always does, man. So I'm super tired right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to throw this around loosely, but I, I get a little bit of the seasonal, like the grays or the blues. Sad. Yes. Seasonal affective disorder. I did feel it this year, though, and I don't know why. I think I was just enjoying my uh, summer so much, and next thing yes. I knew, it's we're, yep. we had this. We've had this great fall, yep. great oh, weather. Yep. Well, one of the best. Like, yeah. I can't remember a fall this good in, in recent history. Yep. Last year, I distinctly remember it was hot, 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 and then freezing. Yep. Well, buckle up for two days from now. No, I know it's coming, yeah. but we have had a great October. Was gorgeous. Yes, it was awesome, and then daylight savings time slapped us all in the face yep uh, and let me tell you dark at 6 30 extra hour of sleep has never been worse it, uh-huh. it i felt i woke up feeling terrible and i'm and i mean oh i just woke up at 4 30 <laughs> i yeah it's uh anyway long story short i do get a little bit of the seasonal blues and um yeah i just i was just a little sad about us moving into winter now just mm-hmm. anyway yeah same here well, better get into the episode. So, I want to point out one thing. I've got my loud water yes. and my quiet water for Anthony's editing. That's very nice. Very nice of you. This is my quiet water. I experienced a lot of loud waters on the last episode. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, man. I also want one more aside. I want to apologize for how often I say the word like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like a. F- if you say it girl. three times in a row, I clip a couple of them out. 
I know, but I well, I just annoy myself. I try and clip clip them when I can, but when I can't, I just gotta leave. I them. say I feel like a lot. Uh huh. Well, that's better than like. Uh, well, it doesn't. It's not like valley. It doesn't come across as like valley girl like. I think it sounds like that. No. Anyway, all right. The rehearsal. Why does all this fit with the rehearsal? Just anything having to do with existential anything at all fits with the rehearsal. And it's unscripted. So this is unscripted. A lot of loose talk. For real though, what grabbed you first about the rehearsal? Was it me passing it on to you straight up? hundred percent. In fact, I knew it was going to be a little bit of a chore for me. Mm -hmm. I want to say up front, I loved it because there was a part of me, full disclosure, there was a part of me that was thinking to myself, I could probably get away with just watching a couple episodes and then Mm -hmm. go record Mm -hmm. because, you know, we don't spoil story. So I was going to be dishonest. I would have been massively underprepared and handicapped for this (laughs) episode because of all the stuff that happens. Episode five, episode, episode, well, no, four, five, and six. Those are, those are my favorite episodes. And Oh, interesting. Well, that'd be good in a little bit. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I was. I think I finished two and I was like, I got to be done with this. Mm -hmm. I powered through. So glad I did. It's really quite beautiful. The full picture. Anyway. Yes. You a hundred percent. You recommending it. That was what drew me into the show. Yeah. And I'm not going to say the story again that I've already said three times at this point, but um, you mean on other episodes? Yeah. Should I get the the texts back out? I was going to ask if I overhyped it to you, which I probably did, but I I totally knew like the moments you were watching when you were text like i was oh, like yeah. oh this is a this is an anthony moment right here and yeah. it was good it's really good stuff yeah but like I, I could tell the things that were happening and they're beautiful scenes yeah beautiful parts of the show but i was like this is what this is what he was referencing when he was you know talking about so this being some of the most important television he's ever seen kind of thing yeah did i say important no creative, may, i you, think you may not have used the word important i think i, I think said you creative. said best this is the best television i've ever seen in my life no I said, no, I did not say this is the best. Okay. All right, good. It was something up there though. It was something, it was grand. It was a grand. I think I said most creative. Okay. Something like that. And I'm sure I would back off those now. I'm, I'm Mr. Hyperbole. So that's fine. I think we've kind of gotten into all that stuff that we normally say. Now here's going to be a very difficult question when it's not normally this difficult. What kind of show is this? I've seen words like unscripted comedy. Obviously that's clear. That that's it is that sort of. I've seen words like cringe comedy. I could see that, although I feel like Nathan for you is more cringe comedy, and this is sort of cringe comedy, but a little bit less. But I also think, depending on what's going on here, it's adding in other elements of somewhat reality, unscripted yeah. reality. You know, so those are the things that I would throw out there. I'm so glad I've never seen anything else of Nathan Fielders because uh-huh. I took this as him being a hundred percent like a straight man. And I think if I had seen Nathan for you or anything else, I would be like, Oh, he's just super dry. And like, he's, you know, he's really playing this up and th- yeah. this is just his, ver- his style of humor. But the way he responds in situations or had me on the floor, but I was like, this guy's a hundred percent serious. He's not, he's not messing around. Like he's not, I don't think he, I don't think he can, I think he just sticks with the character so, or it's so much him or he sticks with it so well. You couldn't disprove the fact that he was 100% serious. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm, I'm glad this is the first thing I saw of his, because, but he's sort of like that in Nathan for you too. 
but that is a comedy, correct? Yes. So Nathan for you, by the way, is, was like, he comes in as a fake business consultant and he says, you should have your business try this, but it's always a ridiculous suggestion. Okay. But he delivers it perfect. Like he delivers it very seriously. So Uh uh, I remember one about dumb Starbucks. He got one of the Starbucks to change their sign to say dumb Starbucks. And, uh, <laughs> okay. So I can totally picture that now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, um, there was one where he, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the different episodes, but Oh, poop flavored frozen yogurt. But he literally like went in and got them as a novelty to create a poop flavored frozen yogurt. And then the company did it and tried it for like three days. That's great. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Well, because I can, I mean, he never cracks a smile. No, never, never, ever. He never gives it away. Yes. He is the most perfect, just deadpan I've ever seen. Yes. So there was like, there's a couple times when I'm like, surely this will get him because he's like, yeah, it's just, there's such ridiculous, like these ridiculous yes. situations. I think we should take a minute to lay out the premise a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because I, at this point, I don't know what kind of, sh- like, I don't know what we're talking about. You know how, like when you described yourself trying to explain this to your wife. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that's what I'm afraid is going to happen if I try and do it. Well, it's okay. I mean, I think I, th- I still feel like people right now are going to be like, I don't, I still don't know what kind of show this is. Okay. So I, th- I think I can give, because you learn it so fast. I think I can give the example. His name's core, right? The first guy. Yeah. I think, yeah. So I can, I think I can kind of give the premise to what happens with core without giving too much away. Cause you find it out so fast. Uh-huh. So basically Nathan puts out an ad or no, 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 I'm sorry. He goes on Craigslist and responds to an ad. I don't remember all the specific details, but what he eventually finds out is that this guy named Core was nervous because he had lied to a friend for a really, really long time. Yeah. So Core plays tri- trivia with this group of friends at a bar every week. Yeah. And at one point, Core had said that he had a master's degree and he doesn't have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a passing comment, and he's always like he's rolled this over in his head for so long. It's he's built it up himself, and so Nathan reaches out to Core and offers Core the opportunity to rehearse the conversation he's going to have with his friend, the friend he had been lying to. Yes, yeah, I don't remember her name, but to confess to her so that he can rehearse it and have everything ready. And Nathan walks him through the process of rehearsing that. Is that enough information? Sure, Nathan. I mean, a little bit, just a little bit extra. Uh, sauce here nathan hires actors he builds sets he basically tries to take all of the guesswork out of this conversation he plays okay what if you say this and he kind of plays that out a little bit well what if you said this here and he kind of plays that out they they play the conversation out a hundred different ways i mean nathan fielder is genius also like super ocd and Mm -hmm. like just a, a maniac brilliant though i mean he has thought through every variable yes yes there's one time when um they're rehearsing the the conversation between the the two people and course drink gets low (laughs) and he he just he he has thought about everything he was like here's what you're going to want to do you're going to want to make sure you take small sips because the last thing you want is the waitress coming up and refilling your drink while you're in the middle of this conversation, do not drain your drink. And it's just like little stuff like that. I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy, uh, it was great though. I mean, like, I think that's what season, that's what episode one does really well. Mm -hmm. It lays out exactly 
everything exactly what's going on in the show. Yeah. Bump forward 30 seconds if you want no spoilers, because another element that might be intriguing to you. So bump forward now if you don't want this spoiler. But one of the first mind blowing things was when he goes to Corey's like, I'll help you. I'll help you rehearse this conversation. Do you know how I know that's going to work? Because I rehearsed this conversation with you. (laughs) And then he cuts Uh. to him. Showing the conversation with the actor he hired to play Core, where he ran the whole thing ahead of time. <laughs> it's insane. And I mean, that sounds confusing. I mean, the only reason I really know what happened is because I saw it. I watched yeah. the episode, but he he rehearses conversations of rehearsal conversations. <laughs> it's insane. I, yeah. It's a, it's a clown show for sure, but it's uh, it's very intriguing. Anyway, okay. There's six episodes. I think it takes a little bit to get into this. I think- after the first episode, you're you're like, I want to dive under the table <laughs> because of it's cringy. Uh, you think it's cringy, be- super awkward, high stress situations. I don't think that I don't feel like I feel like the show gets more cringy the further it goes. It's less cringy early, in my opinion. I don't feel like the core episode was cringy at all. And that was what I loved about it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was I, I don't do well in those situations. I get nervous for the people. High stress. I'll give you, yeah. I mean, there's certain points where he'll reveal something and then you'll be, you could feel very red in the face if you were thinking about how they might feel. I could yeah. see that for sure. Okay. So let me, we, you've mentioned this a little bit to talk about characters in an unscripted sort of reality TV show is very difficult, but I thought one question in this area that might be really good and we've danced around it, but do you enjoy Nathan Fielder's style of humor? It's not my favorite, yeah, but it may, it really makes me laugh hard. I mean, the fact that you never know if he's trying to make a joke here or it's like deadpan yes. dialed up to 100. That's really funny. This has those dark comedy vibes that I know you like. Mm-hmm. Stuff that they're not telegraphing is funny, but it's really funny. Yeah. And things that reveal the ridiculous nature of life, I find funny and yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, that, and this does that a lot where it's just like, how weird is all of this? Like, I'll just laugh at weirdness. Right. Yeah. And that this and yeah, I sometimes that's cringe. I don't know if that's fully cringe for me. Um, I don't like people being embarrassed. That's where it turns cringe. You don't like people being embarrassed? Yeah. I don't tend to like people being embarrassed. So if it's like mm. at someone's if something is happening at someone's expense or like all the jokes are deadpan jokes based around how stupid this person is. Like Jerry well, Gergich. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I mean more I know Jerry is not a real person, so right. I don't like it when it's a real person. Oh, I gotcha. So, like, that's why Jerry doesn't bother me because, like, he's a he's a what is that a foil a foil? Sure, whatever that is. he is he's there for that purpose. So, and he's not he's real. A so. Punching bag. Yeah, but I don't like in um, reality shows where you you show someone's awkwardness okay. for the for the sake of embarrassing them. Okay. All right, but they don't know how ridiculous they are or something like that. Cause that happens a lot in this show. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to, we're, we're going to have to peel back the onion a little bit. I'm, I'm, it's feeling more and more like we're going to have to do it. Okay. Well, let's put some of that on hold and we'll have a spoiler section. Okay. Okay. Then also in the characters, do any characters in this show stand out to you? Well, it's the Nathan Fielder show. Um, sure. I think everyone else is, I'm assuming playing a real version or, or is actually just being themselves. Unless this was some elaborate thing that's actually all scripted, yeah. which I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it is. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a minute and say that I think this is real. So there's no other real characters in the show. 
Um, we get a little bit of a, a Christian woman. Actually, we get a lot of a Christian woman. Yeah. There's core in the first episode. There's a, there's a handful of kids that we get exposed to, but it's mainly Nathan Fielder. We yeah. meet his parents. Oh, for sure. There's a Jewish woman that I really enjoyed in the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. So, but I think the main thing is Nathan Fielder. And if you don't like him, which I had oh, no exposure, yeah. I, I had no exposure to him before this. If you don't like him, you're not going to like this show. Like if you don't like his, his stuff. Yeah. You for know, sure. I mean, in the it, first that's 15, the thing. if in the first 15 minutes, if Nathan Fielder's not hitting you correctly, you might as well just shut it down. Cause it's not, it doesn't get any better. It's just honestly gets way worse. Yeah. If you don't like Nathan Fielder. So for sure. That's the main thing. Nathan I would, Fielder. I would point out that I just really like there were, there were a lot of people that I really enjoyed and there were some people, there were some people I didn't like that much, but I, there was sort of a positive vibe throughout of actual, like with core specifically, like that's when I was sending you all the texts in the first place. That was just like, I really like the guy. He had a sweet motive for what he was trying to do. Yeah. And legitimately Nathan Fielder was sort of actually helping him. And he had built this thing up over years and years and years and years and years. And Nathan actually did help him overcome that, even though it was all a big joke. And then his friend, I really liked too. She basically, you know, not, well, it's spoiler kind of, but she's just like, Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> like this thing that was years and years in the making. It was just right. like, no, no big deal. Well, I think that's kind of how problems work. Of right? course. Yeah. You make yeah. mountains out of molehills and they become these big immovable objects. And like, Oh, if I just knock this off eight years ago, you know, I've lost sleep over it. I've got premature graying in my hair. Mm-hmm. All I had to do is just open up that line of communication, 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 communication. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we just can't answer any of our, our real questions. Like I like wrote them down and I'm still like, eh, it doesn't make any sense here. So let me ask you one final thing in this first, like style of the show question. What do you think about this? Rea- so uh, uh, this show looks very nice. I think Yeah. like fr- from a cinematography standpoint, it's one of the best looking like reality shows I've ever seen. Uh, very pretty, very appealing. And so, um, uh, even locations they chose and different things like, like all of that is set up pretty in a pretty appealing way. What do you think about this like reality type show, but in a very, very high quality reality way? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like another example. It's just, it just is really hard to compare it to. I think, I think one of the, the main things that hit me was even like he, he will have like area cameras set up. So like there's the uh-huh. main, there's the main filming cameras that he uses that are of course, really expensive and um, it's HBO. They've got, they've got money. They're, mm-hmm. they're putting a lot of money into this, but also like the area cameras where he'll have like, it's kind of like candid video footage, like B roll almost, but mm-hmm. you know, he uses that for, uh, he'll describe situations that are happening that he wasn't in the room for or something. Yeah. And all of those are great looking shots also. So it's not like you're watching shaky cam or, you know, unsolved mysteries or something like everything looks really, really good. And I think it's also worth noting this whole thing takes place in Portland, right? Near Portland, near thereabouts. Well, and I think that maybe, I don't know for sure that the first episode is in Portland, but then like everything after that is right. Yeah. Um, so, and then except that he goes to LA, he goes back sure. and forth to LA a little bit. It's like he works in LA. Y- yeah. But he's from Portland, right? Uh, maybe yeah but it's not technically portland it's out rural oregon but gotcha. it's, it's okay. near somewhere near portland i gotcha anyway 
beautiful scenery, but it but it is it does have like a very premium HBO look. So yeah, it's not sure. like a it's not like your run of the mill documentary. Yeah, and that that makes it feel more appealing than it might be or in the first place like you're just enjoying watching the visuals in the show so yeah it's interesting let me say this the whole whole package is beautiful uh-huh there's not a lot i it's it's it was very hard for me to kind of drag myself through some of these episodes not because i wasn't entertained yeah it's entertaining yeah it is hard to watch this type of thing happen for me yeah this type of like very real stuff that affects people's lives. Yeah. High stress conversations happening. Yes. And Nathan Fielder is like a, just ice water in his veins. I mean, nothing affects this guy. He is right there with his laptop and his nose in the middle of these conversations happening. And just, well, are you sure that's what you want to say here? And it's like the most awkward situation. He, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. He can just stand down awkward and tenseful tense situations and and uh, and just take them in stride anyway the full package is beautiful i think when you get to the end you're like wow this was this was something yeah but it is a little like it's work to get through them a little bit you think you you not agree with that no i do i was pausing because here's what i think we do that was a not very many spoilers now we're in the next section the second section and Uh i say we just Continue having our conversation, but basically just say, take the gloves off. Yeah. The spoilers are probably coming. I don't think we're going to try very hard. I just don't know how to talk about this show. It de- and it also depends on how you want to watch this show. Like I, I, I think you could maybe, you could certainly watch this show knowing what's coming. Yeah. It's not going to ruin everything. No, I'm only trying to say that I really enjoyed not knowing anything. Like it was more of a roller coaster ride. It was like, whoa, like there was a whole bottle, like, oh, I can't believe that just happened type things. And I like having those as a part of the watch experience. And so I don't want to ruin that for anybody. At the same time, I just don't know how to talk about the show without talking about the show. So let's say spoilers are probably coming at this point. So do you like existential thought circles? Like this show kind of like goes into like um, three or four layers of, well, what if this happened? Oh, whoa, look. And then it just kind of revealing, peeling. You didn't use it in this context, but peeling the onion of reality. Here's why I say no. I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the road less traveled. That's great. I think things generally kind of work out the way they're supposed to. And I try not to look back too much, you know, like hopefully this doesn't come across as arrogant, but I feel like I have an ability to be very present and self-aware and like, Hey, you are not, you're getting wrapped up in something and you're not spending enough time with your kids. You need to stop what you're doing like that kind of stuff. So I, I don't have a lot of guilt as far as how I spend my time. Is that, am I getting into arrogantville here? No. Okay. I just, no, that, I, all that sounds great. That's, okay. I'm, so anyway, I'm, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about like, well, gosh, if I had just done this, yeah, because I try to do those things when they're happening. So to me, this is like, let, let's rewind and explore four different outcomes from that. Mm. I was like, well, I kind of like the way it turned out. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to move on. You know, like, so that's generally how I spend my life. So Right. Okay. But actually what I'm saying here is the existential part. 
did I totally miss the mark here? No, 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 no. Okay. All right. No, legitimately, I, I had not been thinking about it from what you just said, but I do think that's like one of the existential angles of this show, okay. which is he's trying to get these people to be present. Mm. I don't want to pretend like I know what in the world he's doing here, but well, I mean, yeah, uh, who, who's, who's got yeah. a clue. But I do think maybe one of the purposes of each one of these rehearsals is to get you to realize how much you're in your own way by not being present. So it's interesting that you brought up what you brought up because it's like, uh, well, actually, I think he's trying to force them to be more like you. I don't see this in your notes, so I'm going to ask it now. Yeah, how much How much of this do you think is actually about Nathan? Like situations that he himself oh. wanted to take on for himself? <laughs> yeah, tons. I mean, or... or I think that's where the show ends up in the end yeah. is his own self-exploration. Uh, I don't think you can say own self-exploration, but anyway, um, his self <laughs> you really can't do that to the English yeah. language, uh, his self-exploration, especially, you know, with the kid thing and you yeah. know, in the very end, well, like the first episode, we talked a little bit. There was a guy who had been living a lie with a certain group of people. Yeah. There was a scene that got really real and it felt to me like, Actually, Nathan wanted to rehearse having a very real conversation with someone else. Mm-hmm. Like he needed it for his own life. Like the, the something that was not taking place on screen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, I don't know exactly what happened in the, I just remember thinking like making a mental note. Oh, he, th- this is for him. But also it's for us that this is all the existential stuff I was talking about. So it's also for us in the sense that, now we don't have to have a rehearsal because we watch someone else have a rehearsal of this moment. And so when we encounter, if we have it, like he accidentally got us to think through like, Oh, what about those things that I'm holding on to? And like, you literally watch somebody rehearse it and then go through it where it's just like, if you had been in a situation like core where you had lied to somebody a long time ago, you've been holding on to it for a while. Nathan Fielder just talked you into going and confronting the issue. And not having a rehearsal about it. Right. It's just like, well, it'll work out. It'll be all right. Go for it. But yeah. it's all under the guise of having a rehearsal about it. Sure. So I do think probably it has to do, he was doing it for himself. He's also doing it for you. It's layered. It's multi like oh, yeah. Yeah. Layers on layers. And, and most of them are under the surface. You don't know they're happening. Which one of my favorite things is something that could, is either 100% stupid or... 100% brilliant and nowhere in between. That's what this show is. Yeah. It's either sure. the worst show in the world or the best show in the world. It, I, I'm obviously being ridiculous, but it goes at it so hard that it's got to be one of the two. It's yeah. not in the middle somewhere. Um, okay. You literally cannot find out whether this true, this story is true or not. Mm-mm. It. I've looked it up on the internet. I mean, not exhaustively, but quite a bit. Everyone is super tight-lipped about it, um, and so we can't quite tell if this is reality or, you know, what parts of it might be scripted or or um, not so much scripted, but like placed. Like, uh, for example, is I don't remember her name, but the the actress that he ends up spending the most time with over the course of the series over multiple episodes. Yeah, is she was she a plant or was she real? Uh, and there's a lot of debate about that on the internet and nobody can tell. I will say the actors who are playing characters are credited as actors in the show. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, pretend 
core is credited on like IMDb. Interesting. Uh, but core is core, not cre- core is not not credited on IMDb. It's so strange. So there's Nathan Fielder. Yep. But at some point there is an actor playing Nathan Fielder. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a Christian woman who is a, a main part of this story. And there's also an actor who plays this woman at some point. They're raising kids like in a uh, controlled environment, like they're rehearsing raising kids. Yeah. There's however many, there's however many kids it's, uh, they're doing it on an accelerated path. So So every two weeks, the kid is, uh, however many years older. Yeah. So they bring in new kids, different ages. Yeah. New kids every two weeks who are older. Sometimes the kids play other aged kids so he can rehearse situations with (laughs) that. He rehearsed conversations that that he would have with the kid on the other age. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the different, like there are actors playing actors, playing actor. I mean, it's, it's so, so confusing. So why, but you like, yes. you understand what you're watching. There's just no real way to wrap your head around this right now. Yeah. Because everything has been thought out to the nth degree. I. <laughs> so it's either possible that somehow Nathan and all of his writers or whoever planned this entire series out and kind of like meticulously did every detail, which would be pretty brilliant in its own right. Or he's processing what happens when you put these situations in place and then kind of follow them through. It certainly, I think, would be easier, although in many ways more complicated, but easier to just say like, okay, I'm going to rehearse being a father with eight different children at different age levels. And then sometimes we're going to have some conflict or about confusion. Like one thing that happens, spoiler, is that um, one of the younger kids gets confused about he doesn't have a dad in real life. So he actually starts to think Nathan is his real yeah. dad. Yeah. Like that, that part was partially sad. <laughs> uh, like, partially. It was very sad. <laughs> it was very sad. It was very sad. And I think there was a time when I was like, oh, I may not get that last episode in. And I was thinking to myself, are they not going to discuss the damage yeah. that this may cause to some of the, because if all the episodes had been like the first one with core, yeah, I was like, this is cool. Cool. Yeah good concept but it got very real with this multi-week month rehearsal with the the same woman involving all these kids who are actors some of them very young yeah i was like that this is this is starting to become a problem this is this is toxic and i'm so glad i watched the rest the last episode because i think it really does you know take a look in the mirror he, I mean, it just at one point he's like, "What on earth have I done?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I'm glad it did that. I'm glad it, it really kind of shined the light on the process itself. Yeah, and then it's funny when with the slightly older kid when he starts checking in with the kid, and he's like, "Now you know I'm now call me dad." Now you know I'm not your dad. He's like, "Yeah, I'm acting." So interesting. So many circles. I mean, hopefully, can this I hold is- your hand? You're a big boy now. You don't hold <laughs> hand because it was like. <laughs> The kid got really attached, so he's like, well, let me go back and replay these these scenarios that happened, and let me try to be colder. Yeah. Let me practice these these being colder. I was like, well, goodness, now he's just coming across like a like a jerk. But at that point, he had an older kid acting like a younger kid. He had a kid, he had like a 20-year-old out smoking in the yard and then coming in playing a three-year-old. <laughs> let me tell you one thing that really that really got me going when he's with the um there was one character like episode two played a christian man yeah who wasn't too christiany and anyway 
he was he drive like the guy was driving and Nathan was riding with him and he had his GP his phone up and his GPS sitting in his lap and he's like, well, would, do you want me to hold this up here so you, you don't have to and just the way Nathan like yeah. assembles his sentences so you don't have to like look down at your lap and take your eyes off the road when you're driving that's pretty dangerous and completely serious I'm like this is this is funny like how can you not yeah. laugh at yourself saying that yeah right like it's like we could die if you keep looking down at your lap yes. checking your gps and the guy's like no i do it all the time it's great perfect yeah. right there you yeah, put it on my lap i don't know like the humor is so good i i really feel like it'd be hard not to think this is a funny show yeah i really there's a lot of situations like that also nathan describing sketch comedy to the christian woman <laughs> is on an, like uh, is other otherworldly yeah. like his process I think what I love about Nathan though, is the sketch comedy. Like you have to escalate the sketch. You have to escalate the bit. And she's like, yeah, but we're parenting a kid. You can't just escalate things with a kid. And I think though, like the fact that sketch comedy is more important to him, like the process of that with the kid was more important than like making sure the kid's acting responsibly. Yeah. Speaking of the two quote unquote Christian people, (laughs) um, it's just a mixed bag as you, as you will find if you watch the show, I'm always a little, Cause I watch things that like take really big swings at Christianity and I enjoy that sort of thing sometimes and whatever, but I'm just curious, do you feel like this is, this shows making fun of Christianity or making fun of like Christian hypocrites? I think it's making fun of that woman. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was well, like, and the dude too. And the dude. Sure. Yeah. But he's, he's such, he's like a blip. Like the yeah. woman is there for like the whole yeah. thing. And I mean, she's yeah, very rigid and, I think she's pretty rude towards the Jewish woman. And oh, yeah. I think there's just some like there was there was some room in there to have a conversation and not shut the whole thing down yeah. without. You know what I'm saying? Like there was just a little bit of give. She was she wasn't willing to meet anyone halfway on anything. Well, that's just what I believe. Well, I couldn't be in this. Pro- I couldn't be a part of this process if that's what you want to do. You know, it's just like there's. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on a second. You know, like we're doing this for you. I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Surely there's got to be a little there's got to be a little bit of give here. And I think the way I ended up landing on it, because usually my, you know, my alarm starts going off when people have put the Christians on the hot seat, you know, I felt like I just landed on this woman is a little crazy. Yeah. Right. She's a little crazy. I don't feel like it was taking a step because she doesn't celebrate Halloween. She thinks it's of the devil. And he's like, oh, it says here Halloween started in (laughs) Ireland. Oh, no. But have you looked up? She was like, have you Googled? Uh, Halloween satanic rituals. Well, no, I haven't Googled that exact line. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I think she's yeah. crazy. And I think yeah. that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, I, don't so, think it, I mean, what, one thing that when I asked this question, I was thinking more about the guy Yeah, and where he's like, he's like over the top, like thinks every number means something oh, Holy for, spirit wise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how he, that's how he's going through life. Basically like a Ouija board Christianity type thing. But then also like he's so committed to God leading him through this path or whatever. And then all of a sudden Nathan's like, so now are you going to try and have sex with her or whatever? And he's like, Oh yeah, for sure. Like tonight or, you know, like it's just like, I mean, well, I think it's worth pointing out because she flat out said that we are not doing that. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, so yeah, if yeah. you if you cannot continue yes. with that information, yeah. then we shouldn't do this. He go home. He goes home, packs his all his goodies, his uh, his yeah. sexy time goodies. Yeah, and and Nathan's like, okay, so she told you that that wasn't happening, but you're still gearing up. And he's like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And anyway, so like 
I don't know. It's hard to explain because I, I feel like there are, it's unfortunate that they, the two Christians in the world that they grabbed are a couple of kooks. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, obviously being a Christian myself, don't think all Christians are kooks, but I think there are a lot of Christian kooks. How did that, what did I say? It doesn't feel like you, it doesn't feel like I said what I meant. I feel like you said, there's so many Christians to pick from. Why did he get two kooks? That's what you said. That's what I meant. I felt like what you were saying was he somehow found the only two Christian kooks. No. Um, <laughs> no. Evans, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, no, but I mean, like, I don't think it would have been that hard to find someone more normal. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that would have been as entertaining to watch. Absolutely not. That's why I don't... Also, also he, is normal the right word there? Sure, but they might have been... They also may not have, like, he was trying to pick someone who had asked a question. Her original question was, what do I want kids? Yeah. So that's where it started. And he ultimately finds out about all the Christian stuff. It wasn't, it, he didn't, as far as we know, on purpose, pick a Christian. And then the reason they get to connect it to the other Christian is because she's trying to find someone to go through the process with. Yeah. So she wants a Christian person to do that with. So it's a, it, you know, if you take it all at face value, he, I, I could buy that he wasn't on purpose looking for all that, but it, it's a whole lot of Christian kook comedy gold, you know, because of that. Oh, for sure. See, does this episode make sense to anyone? That's Shouldn't. The qu- <laughs> I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back. Even if we quoted this show line for line, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we could ruin it. Potentially I don't think, not. Yes. I don't think we could. Are we making people want to watch it more or less? I'm not sure. Yeah. I One or the it, other. I hope it's intriguing. Nowhere in between. Okay. Well, I, let's shift to something potentially positive then. Okay. Did you learn? Are there like lessons you learned from this show or like broader themes you took away? What? Well, I think one thing this show is is self-referential and, mm-hmm. and very meta. Under like it, it says this is what we're th- this is who we are. This is what we're trying to do. And then towards the end, it's like, but maybe this isn't such a good thing, mm. you know. And I think that was probably my favorite part. We're trying to work out every scenario here, including the premise of this show. Uh huh. We want to work. We want to walk that out also. Like, yep. is this even a good? Is this even a good thing? Yes. That we're doing here. That was my favorite part of the show. Rather than just experiencing it, you mean? Yeah, because the experiencing it, I'm telling you, I was a mess, man, for a lot of it. Uh-huh. You know, and when we settled into like more of like the main story, I was fine. But like, I was like, I can't meet a new person every episode. Yeah. And and some new scenario. So really, there's like, there's like the main one. And then there's two other small ones. Yep. You know, and, and the second small one kind of happens during the main one. And it's yeah. like a side thing, which ends up creating all the problems with the kid. But to me, I'm like, I can't, I, I wouldn't physically be able to do this. It's just too much. Oh, yeah. Beyond that, there's him teaching an acting method while also trying to watch himself teach the acting method. That part got a little, that part got a little tricky for me because I was like this, there's no way that this would play out exactly. Sure. Work out the way you think it would, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just like that they they shine the light back on themselves and mm-hmm. take a minute and ask the question: is, is this thing that we've this question we've asked this thing that we've that, that we're trying to accomplish here is it even good? Yeah, I think there's. I think for me there was like it's it's in the same area as what you're saying here, but basically like would it really help if you were able to rehearse the whole thing? And the point yes. is no, it wouldn't. Right. So go for it, whatever right. it is. 
that's number one. But number two, I think it's a pretty interesting commentary on like identity in many, many different ways. And that's sort of where the, the mirror gets turned around toward Nathan, whether that's authentic or not, but where he starts exploring himself and his own life. That's pretty interesting. Once you start toying with other people, like mm-hmm. if you use the people in your life as puppets around you and how that makes you look back on yourself. Like if you were Nathan in the scenario and you kind of like were using, you had a bunch of puppets around you. Is that how you live your life? And well, anyway, yeah, a, a little bit of that. One of my favorite things about the show is how artistic it is. Basically, even though it seems ridiculous, but it's just kind of like, there's a lot you could take from it. And we don't have to take the same stuff from it either. Mm-hmm. Right. I am I, very, very curious if we've said anything coherent tonight. Yes. And that to me is even more of a testament to the fact that you have to watch the show because there's, there's going to be plenty of people who know exactly what we're talking about. Plenty of people who will yeah. watch this and will listen to the episode and understand what we're talking about, understand the questions we're asking, you know, kind of where we arrived at things, but there's going to be plenty of people who haven't. And they're gonna be like, what, what is wrong with these guys? That's going to happen too. Do we recommend the show? That's the last question. I mean, purely entertainment value. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I um, really enjoyed myself watching it. It felt like a worthwhile, like it felt like I was spending time on something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So yes, I recommend the show. I recommend the show. Yeah. I think there's another season coming too. Oh my god, That's going to be a whole lot harder. I don't know that I can do another one. <laughs> you didn't know if you could do this one though. So, and I did. All right, Brandon, it's that time of the show. We recommend me something I haven't seen yet. Oh, you want me to go here? Yeah, you go first when I host. Yeah, you always act like uh, this is a new thing that we're trying out. That's what you do to me. All I'm trying to do is I'm just- I'm hosting. Uh, I'm setting it up here. All I'm trying to do is just new some, some new stuff, roll out a new way of asking it. I'm not like, right. caught off guard by it every time it comes around. Brandon, there's this thing we normally do Oh yeah, on the show Tell uh, me about where it. you would pitch me something- I haven't seen. Would you like to move to that portion of the show now? Sounds fine to me. Okay. So within the past week on Netflix, the sequel to the movie I'm going to pitch came out and the movie I'm pitching is Enola Holmes Hmm. and it's, um, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown plays Enola Holmes who plays the, who is the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. So it's a little more of a soft, it's a softer take on like some of the Sherlock story because she's quite a bit younger than, um, than Sherlock. And he's mm. a, he's an adult, but Sherlock's played by Henry Cavill, who he, mm. he's a, he's a really good Sherlock. And, um, I the thought super, the first, that's Superman. Yes, it yeah, is Superman. Yeah. I thought the first one, the one that I'm recommending now was good, but the reason I'm recommending that one is because the second one was really good. Oh, sweet. So watch the first one. They're both on Netflix and yeah, it's like, it's, it's like a softer take on some of the Sherlock stories, you know, mystery, cool done it a lot of that a lot of that type thing and it feels like it feels kind of guy Ritchie almost like he did the the robert downey jr ones mm-hmm. so it has kind of like a like a turn of the century london uh industrial oh, revolution look cool but um helena bottom carter's in it it's stacked i mean it's yeah, a great sweet. it's yeah. a great cast so yeah definitely check it out yeah awesome i will yeah I, l- I love anything to do with sherlock holmes so that'll be great Okay, mine for you. I can't believe it hasn't come up yet, but basically uh, I, it, I'd i like to recommend to you Veep. 
I often, my recommendations come from something else. So because the rehearsal is on HBO, it reminded me of Veep, um, which is a show that ended about two or three years ago, had Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it uh, Mm. and several other people you've heard of, but it's, she's the vice president. The only thing I have to warn you of is it's the most irreverent show ever, I think. They're able to come up with some of the most cringy phrases you've ever heard in your life. Just the language is creatively the worst language you've ever heard in your life. Still, it's a great show and it's hilarious. Most of those cringy moments you will laugh very hard at, but it's it's certainly over the top, but it's, it's really good and really, really funny. Also well-respected. It's won a lot of Emmys, so. I have heard a vast amount of recommendations for veep mm-hmm. it's incredible and i so just is have- there is there a little bit of a parks and rec thing and w- don't i mean when i say that i mean like do you need to like get into like a good ways into season one or like even season two to really start liking the show i don't remember or, okay i don't remember when it when it kicks in but I will say I didn't have any pressure to watch this when I watched it. I didn't start it like when it started. And so okay. I, I, and I didn't have any pressure and I didn't ever have any trouble sticking with it. Like once I got into it, I was into it. Yeah. She starts off as the vice president, obviously. Okay. And then things spoiler. Change. She ends up the president. That's true. But oh, I've never seen the show. I just took a whole swing at it. Yeah. I mean, sure. It obviously takes a lot of, takes a lot of swings at like, uh, it's somewhat feminist in the way that just like, obviously somebody who was a female vice president would have to just kind of like kiss butt to, to stay in their position potentially. And then also the sort of comments people would make to them that were very inappropriate. Those just fly around like crazy. So, but yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. I, I say, just check it out. And if you can't stomach the language, that's about the only thing I would warn about, but I think, you know, it's really, really funny. So cool. Uh, what you've been watching lately? I've been watching so much. Nice. So first of all, I think I said something to you about this. I can't remember if I mentioned it. So I'm going to mention it again. Inside Man on Netflix. I think I said I was watching it. Did uh, I say I was watching I don't, it? I don't know that you mentioned it on here. You, I think you, yeah, go ahead. Cause I think you just mentioned it to me, not on the podcast. So anyway, Stanley Tucci on Netflix. I'm trying to think of a, a, sh- a show to compare it to. It's really short. In fact, I was going to say, hey, we should do an episode on this, but it's t- even t- it's too short to do an episode on. I really liked it, though. Stanley Tucci plays a Ph.D. in criminology, and basically people bring him unsolvable things, hmm. and he's on death row. Anyway, very good. Funny. Good cast. Sweet. Foundation on Apple TV Plus. It had been hearing a lot of good things about it. It's a uh, sci-fi. We've got to give my dad a shout out for this. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of the, the final yeah. piece of the puzzle for me. Your dad recommended it last Friday yeah. to me and um, it, I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got like some star Wars vibes also like some Dune vibes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there, like a lot of similarities to those two things. Yep. It's excellent. Um, yeah. It also, it's based on a book series in a similar way to like wheel of time, stuff like that. So, um, galaxy quest, check that out. The movie. Gal- no, 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 no. It's no. a new show. Mythic quest. Oh, <laughs> mythic quest. Yeah. You, you checked it out. Yeah. What yeah do you think? I did. I watched the first one. It's really fun. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I like it. I'll keep watching. I wanted to just watch one and check it out. So I yeah. can put it cool. on my list and get that started. Yeah. It's coming uh, out. It's coming back soon. Real soon. It's real good. Mac I was like, you watched McElhenney. a movie from 20 years ago? What the heck? <laughs> no. Heck no. Uh, McElhenney's super funny. 
Yeah, he's awesome. Started watching, well, based on basically because I watched The Wonder Years, and I'm like, I'm in the mood to always have at my fingertips a early 90s sitcom role. Like, just yeah. when, I, when I need something to watch, you know, maybe the kids are around, I don't know. Uh, started Home Improvement over. Huh? And it, I don't know, I know, like, <laughs> l- lots of my friends hate oh, that. Oh, no, I, I made like, that noise. That was a tribute noise, not No, a, I know it was. Okay. It was good. Lots of my friends uh, hate that I like Tim Allen, probably because he's oh politically, probably, but also like I think they think he got pretty dumb. Like you know, um, Last Man Standing got super. Oh yeah, I think like heavy handed, and it was just kind of you know, Home Improvement is good though. Yes, home, no, I Home agree Improvement with, is yeah. good, and he's not political on Home Improvement. Yeah, and it's like it's like the one character he had in his bag. You know, like sure, this is the one thing he could do really well. And then, well, and I don't know, Santa Claus, but that's kind of the same anyway. I'll hop on with you and just say, I rewatched Home Improvement maybe two, three years ago, something like that. I think it was maybe COVID, during COVID. I think it holds up. I think a lot of it holds up. It was really, really good. I mean, like some of the take, like, because they kind of tackle some, you know, marriage stuff and yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it actually does. It is, I didn't, I have never seen anything like problematic on the show, except maybe Tim Allen is a little loose with his cultural references i just there's some there's a couple of those things that wouldn't play today maybe yeah um, I, mean, I think we're gonna forgive the 90s for being in the 90s there you go what have you been watching okay so i have watched a couple things uh avenue five started back up and i've never even mentioned it on the show but avenue five so it's hugh Laurie and uh um, okay so, so oh, other, like josh gad uh is in it and some other people <sighs> I don't know what to say about it. It's I, I started watching again. The plot is not worth the time. It's it's just not it's not a good plot. It's not a good show. And the only redeeming quality is there's certainly some stuff to laugh about, like as you make your way through it. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of really funny moments, but uh the plot's kind of silly. Um and there's not it doesn't have that heart that keeps you with it. Um, but anyway, I sort of watched, picked that back up because season two just came out. So, hmm. uh, and then Leah and I have been watching, I, I can't remember the actual name of it, but it's the new Magnolia, which is where Chip and Joanna buy a castle and they <laughs> remodel it. Um, Wait, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Why I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, I would like Magnolia. I don't know. Every time I see Magnolia, uh, I, I still don't know why I'm laughing. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's really good. Oh, I mean, it's a certain, it's, I wouldn't even put it in the category of like good. Um, there's it, no reason for me to laugh though. My, my wife loves, uh, Joanna Gaines. But. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot I like about it, but it's not like a good show. I'm just, we're, we're I liked fixer upper and sure. then it's, it's, I, it's the newest version of fixer upper. Also, all that stuff is on HBO now. So you can go back and watch yeah. all the fixer uppers you want and all that stuff. Finally, I just wanted to say, I know people have to be sick of me talking about soccer, but just no, man. Li- literally this afternoon was the selection show where they revealed the roster for the World Cup, and this episode will come out right before the World Cup starts. So if you've been, if you're interested and peaked by anything we've said about soccer in the last couple, I'll tell you this, World Cup is your gateway into yeah. soccer. Uh, watch, pick it up. The United States just announced their roster. So- not to cut you off, but this feels appropriate. Go for it. Are you rooting for the United States? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, like, it felt like something that kind of people, you know, I, I know people get in, get involved with, like, you know, they love a lot of the um, players from the UK. You know, yeah. I love the characters kind of make uh, become really well known in this. So 
I didn't know if it's like literally it's more about country pride, correct? Than than like always like following your favorite players around. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I could make a, a grand statement about how everyone feels about it, but I'm basically like it would feel completely inauthentic for me okay. to root for okay. anybody. I just wanted to make sure. You just want to make sure. Because um, I know they don't historically do great. The the men's uh, United they States should be team. a little better this year. Well, I that's mean, good, they have good been news. It, but good I mean, news. who knows? But yeah, they should they should do a little bit. So and then you know, if you're not aware of this, it's in my opinion, it's going to be massive. But um, the Friday after Thanksgiving, USA plays England, which is oh, just going to be my goodness off the hook. Do we know what time the game is yet? Two o'clock p.m. Mm. All, actually, their first three games are all at two o'clock. They play Monday against Wales. They play Friday against uh, England, and then they play the following Tuesday against Iran. Cool. So check that. Think- like, like my point though was to basically say, if you need a soccer gateway, World Cup is it. Man, I feel like we need to make some plans based around the World Cup. Oh yeah, like you and I. Yeah, let, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just getting excited about it. I'm thinking about it. Sorry. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm actually planning on it. We, we'll figure it out. Cool. Well, easily the strangest episode we've done, right? Yeah. Uh, I have another hiccup. I just, like about 10 minutes ago, noticed my audio level's pretty low. Uh-uh. I don't know what that's going to end up being like once I... Well, you. it's interesting because you sound fine. Usually when your audio drops off, I can tell in my ears, but... I know. I know it's fine. been fine for me here too, but my record level is about half of what it's supposed to be. Interesting. So it's probably going to be hard for me to extract that, but looks like mine's nice and thick. That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.